Welcome to the I Love Seville Show, guys. My name is Jerry Miller. Good Wednesday afternoon to you. Thank you kindly for joining us live in downtown Charlottesville from our studio in the Macklin Building on Market Street, a hop, skip, and a jump from just about everything in the city of Charlottesville and the epicenter of Central Virginia, a 300,000-person market that we love dearly. Today's show is going to offer an array of topics for your education, your enlightenment, and your enjoyment. We'll talk food. We'll talk politics. We'll talk sports. We'll talk real estate. We'll talk crime. We'll have topics that'll make you laugh, some that'll make you angry, some that'll make you sad. But what we do is we come from a place of very much caring for this community. As Judah highlighted, there's a brand new show set to launch on the I Love Seville Network today. Starts at 2.15 p.m. It features Hillary Lewis Murray. She is a mover and a shaker. She speaks before city council. She's the head of her neighborhood association. She's a Darden School graduate. She's a CEO, a founder, an entrepreneur. She built the Lumi Juice brand into one of national and global recognition. And she has a lot to offer from a perspective and commentary standpoint. She has the Wednesday at 2.15 p.m. slot on this network. Our 12.30 show is this program, the I Love Seville show, the flagship show of the network. We have Real Talk with Keith Smith on Monday, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 10.15 a.m. We have the Jerry and Jerry show Tuesdays at 10.15 a.m. On Thursdays, the Erpies of Emergent Financial Services have Today y Manana, where they spotlight the Hispanic community and the business community. And now we're filling our afternoon slate. We have two programs that are 2.15 slots, Wednesday and Thursday. Kyle Miller talks small business and showcase entrepreneurs. And Hillary Lewis Murray, now on Wednesdays at 2.15, is going to bring a strong female perspective to the network, which we're very excited about. I want to welcome our esteemed colleague, Judah Wickhauer, the jack-of-all-trades, and now the publisher of fantastic editorial content that showcases a lot of different small businesses in Central Virginia. Yesterday's story's gone viral, Judah. It's being shared by some of the businesses you're featuring. Citizen Burger Bar shared it. Timberwood Tap House shared it. Riverside shared it. It's 12 burgers around Charlottesville that Judah suggests you try. If we're on a two-shot, I want to kind of take a deep dive on this. I understand the Gus Burger and the white, uh, from the white spot is iconic. Look, yeah. if you've come to Charlottesville, if you've visited Charlottesville as a local, as a tourist, as an OG as someone that's passing by, as a student, you're going to probably take a deep dive into a Gus Burger. It could be when you've had some beverages late night. It could be over lunch if you're taking a break from UVA Health or your job as a professor or administrator at the University of Virginia. It could be as a student. I remember having a Gus Burger for the first time as a little boy. My dad went to the University of Virginia, routinely took us to Charlottesville because he was passionate about UVA, my brother and I, my mom. And we stopped by for a Gus Burger because he remembers from 1968 to 1972 when he attended UVA, having a Gus Burger, a fries and a Coke, and his bill was like 58 cents. So yeah. I had it as a kid, still enjoy it from time to time as an adult. Is the Gus Burger is as much about the taste as it is about its iconic status because of its location. I'm curious of why you ranked it number one, and I'm also curious, Judah, of some of the other items on the list that you like to highlight. The URL is ilovesevil.com forward slash Seville Burgers. The show is yours, my friend. Well, <clears throat> I think I think a lot of a lot of cities have kind of like a flagship. An a iconic 
burger. Brian Diego, uh, what's up, dog? And while Charlottesville has a lot of great burgers, I think uh, the Gus Burger is not even that it's so much a standout. It's just uh, you know when you think of burgers in Charlottesville, you think of you think of the Gus Burger at the White Spot, and uh, it's hard to it's hard to not. Uh, it's hard to not mention it. Viewers and listeners, which burger in Charlottesville or Central Virginia? Uh, we're not necessarily talking just about taste, mm-hmm. but which burger in Charlottesville and Central Virginia has the combination of history, legacy, iconic status, and taste? Look, there's a lot of delicious burgers in this town. Mm-hmm. Timberwood Tap House has many of them. I'm surprised you didn't put the Clint Eastwood, for example. Uh, I think we've on this we've list. highlighted that before, and I didn't want to I didn't want to rehash a whole lot. Um, and as we said, there are a lot of great burgers. So. Carly Wagner highlighted the burgers from uh, Hogwaller Brewing Company as mm. being fantastic. I echo that; they are very, very, very good. Um, I've heard many folks say that the burger at man, and I'm always messing up the name of the Mediterranean restaurant on West Main Street. Is it Smirda? Is that how I say it? Uh, I think. so. So, let's see. Leah Woody, for example, said the best burger in town is that one at Smyrna. Yeah, I think Smyrna is probably how you'd pronounce that. Chris Wyatt said the burger at Knipes, which is the, hmm. the old brother's bar, Knipes, next to the porn shop by Best Buy on hmm. Route 29. Have you been to Ultimate Bliss? We've talked about that in the past. Have you, have you frequented Ultimate Bliss? <laughs> I have not frequented it. This is a, a rare... I've driven by it many times. Well, you should walk in. This is a rare question. You'll rarely hear this asked, or rarely hear like, uh, rarely hear this highlight in the same sentence. Judah, we need to get you a photo with Santa Claus, and we need you getting and visiting the porn shop Ultimate Bliss. Really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> You'll rarely hear those in combination. Dave Miller um, says the Gus is on point. Many people have said Riverside should be higher on the list. This is the question I have for you, viewers and listeners, and I love your comments in the feed, if you could, please. Which burger in Charlottesville can challenge Gus Burger, the White Spots Gus Burger, for not only its taste, but its iconic status and its ability, its legacy, to withstand the test of time? Smear does damn good, but I wouldn't say it's withstood the test of time because Smear is relatively new. Yeah, I don't think anything. How many places I would have say lasted as long as the White Spot? It's hard to uh, it's hard to get that kind of history uh, without actually getting that kind of history. Um, I would say <laughs> Ginny Hu will get to her on Twitter. She says I have friends from all across the country who ask me about Riverside because they've heard how good it is. She also suggests the Al Capone Burger at Timberwood, which she mm-hmm. had last week, and it was absolutely excellent. I will say this: I think the Lone Burger. And hear me very clearly. The lone burger that can withstand, that could compete or go head to head with the Gus Burger at the White Spot, and I'm not just talking about taste, mm-hmm. I'm talking about legacy, history, iconic, institutional, is the Riverside cheeseburger or bacon cheeseburger. Riverside has. How long has Riverside been open? Viewers and listeners that know this answer, maybe you can look this up mm-hmm. for us. Kevin Yancey, you're often uh, a wealth of knowledge. The King of Waynesboro, if you're watching this program, maybe you can help me. Kevin Higgins, maybe you can help me on this. Woody Fincham, Vanessa Parkhill, Johnny Ornalis, maybe you can help me on this. Kate Schartz, maybe you can help me on this. 
Please, viewers and listeners, I need some help. Uh, Bill Moon Catchy, maybe you can help me on this. Lloyd Snook, maybe you can help me on this. Trip Stewart, maybe you can help me on this. Seth Liskey, help me on this. How long has Riverside been around? Mm. I've been here almost 24 years. Riverside's been here longer than that. Buster, who's an icon in this here town. Here we go. I believe opened Riverside on, and I don't even think it was in its current location on High Street. I believe it was Caddy Corner across the street at the base of Pantops Mountain. Can someone help me here? My point is this. Riverside has history. It has lineage. It has legacy. It's an icon. It's an institution. So that equation, along with the taste, is one of the few that have the total profile that can compete with the Gus Burger from the White Spot. You've got some details. J-Dubs, J-Dubs, J-Dubs. Uh, I'm reading this. Uh, the original Riverside Lunch since 1935 and flat out still the best burgers in town. Okay, I was wrong. Buster was not the founder. Buster is, did not find it in 1935. Are you <laughs> sure on that stat right there? Uh, I mean, that's, it's in the Charlottesville Guide. 1935 Riverside first open Riverside Lunch? Apparently. Oh, my gosh. I, 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 I trust but verify. Mm-hmm. I trust but verify. I am now Googling this. I'm learning something for the first time. 1935, the first Riverside? I'm seeing a lot of things saying uh, first opened its doors in 1935. Who was the, the founder or who launched Riverside Lunch? And when was Riverside Lunch, someone help me here. Was Riverside Lunch launched caddy corner to its current location? I believe where the CVS is. Base of Pantops Mountain. I've been here 23 years, almost 24 years. I do not have that institutional knowledge. I want you to compare and contrast that with the launch of the White Spot. John Blair, Happy New Year, Jerry and Judah. I think the Corner Restaurant is one of those old school burgers in town. The Corner was founded in 1950, and I believe it's in the same location. All right, John Blair, there you go. John Blair, you are the man. I effing love you, John Blair. I would say a restaurant that's been around since 1950. That is 73 years of history, institution, legacy. And their cheeseburger has got to be on that short list with the White Spot, Gus Burger, and the Riverside Cheeseburger or Bacon Cheeseburger. Which place is that? The Corner Restaurant. Oh, yeah. You know where that's at? The Templeton's Run Corner with the K Restaurant. Is it just off of uh, Cherry? Yep, on Roosevelt Brown. Yeah. I'm going to respond to John here. Find out if you could when the White Spot first opened. And then we can create a history. Now, the longest-running restaurant in Charlottesville, do you know, Pop Quiz? What is the longest-running restaurant in Charlottesville? Just celebrated its 100-year anniversary. You got is this, you got CNO? this. What's that? CNO. No. Form, one-time client of V&V Brands. I just moved your camera right there. You got this. You got this. It's in the city. 100-year-plus hmm. of operation. Oh, is that uh, the Virginian? Yeah, Judah. It okay. was the Virginian. Owned by Andy McClure. I thank you, JB. I mentioned this live on air. Give me the uh, start of White Spot, if you could. My dad went to school from 1968 to 72, and White Spot was there. So it's got to be before that. 1935, she says, for Riverside, Ginny Who. Wow. I'm going to say I mentioned this live on air, Ginny Who. Thank you for watching. The I, You got the White Spot star for me, J-Dubs? White Spot opened in 1953. No way. Is that true? 
So, yeah, I think so. So we have, let's keep, let's keep track of this. If you can keep track of this on a pen here then, with pen and paper. We have 1950 for Corner with the K restaurant. 1935 for Riverside, first open 1935, Riverside lunch. And you're saying the white spot opened when? 53. Cameron Wells Marsh and Stephanie Wells Rhodes. I'm going to get to your comments right there. That right there is a great start to the first show of the year. Cameron Wells Marsh said Riverside was on the corner where CVS is now. Thank you, Cameron Wells Marsh. Stephanie Wells Rhodes responds to Cameron Wells Marsh. Two beautiful ladies, sisters talking on the I Love Seville group right now in the chat box. Stephanie says to Cameron, did Uncle Frank own Riverside or just work there? Gosh, your family is, is mm -hmm. institutional in this area. Cameron and Stephanie, I love it. Riverside was, was where CVS is now, and she says Rhett's, Stephanie does, has a really good burger. Interestingly, Stephanie and Cameron's grandfather launched Interstate Service Company with one truck, his personal truck, mm -hmm. and utilized pay phones around the area to connect with his clients. And now Interstate Service Company is an institutional brand as well. So run back those dates for me. Um, we have the Virginian restaurant opened in 1923. Interestingly, their burger was not on the list. The Virginian is the longest running restaurant. Interstate Pest Control. Interstate Pest Control. Thank you, Stephanie. Interesting, in, interestingly, that the Virginian is the longest running restaurant in Central Virginia, in Charlottesville, over 100 years old now. Number two has got to be Riverside then at 1935, right? Yeah. It's probably pretty close. 1935 is Riverside. So eight years after the Virginian opened its doors, Riverside opened. What's in the three slot? Was that John Blair's Corner at 1950? Yeah. Corner with the K restaurant owned by the Templeton family. Love the Templetons. They do so much behind the scenes work for this community. The Templetons do. And then next is the white spot when? Uh, the White Spot in 1953. 1953 for the White Spot. So I can make a legitimate argument, and maybe the burger list needs to be adjusted. If we're utilizing the equation of taste, deliciousness, icon, institution, and withstanding the test of time, maybe it's the Virginian burger. We've got to confirm that the Virginian has a burger. I don't think I've ever had a burger at the Virginian, have you? I don't think I have. I'm going to look at the menu for the Virginian to see if they have a burger. I would imagine a corner restaurant that caters to college students is going to have a cheeseburger of some kind. So utilizing that menu, utilizing that equation, then it's, ooh, we built this website. It's fantastic. love seeing websites we built. I forgot about that. Um, it's the Virginian one. It's Riverside 2 in the 2 slot. Mm -hmm. Corner in the 3 slot. Yeah. White spot in the 4 slot. I mean, that could be another story that you could... The Virginian has... It's called the Virginian Burger. It's a mm -hmm. half-pound burger with cheddar or American, lettuce and tomato, and onions for 12 bucks. You can add smoked bacon, which of course you would... A half pound. I mean, you need more meat on top of the uh, half pound of meat beef. Meat on meat. 
I'm not saying meat on meat is wrong. I'm just saying that, uh, do you really need more on a half pound burger? I like half pound burger. You're saying half pound's too much? I don't know if I could finish a half pound. So we got, I would do it. I would do it. 14 bucks for that one. Owner is Andy McClure of the Virginian restaurant, the mm -hmm. first restaurant he ever owned. He also owned Citizen Burger Bar, yep. which was high, high on your list, right? I believe Citizen Burger Bar on that list was, I'm looking at it right now, number six with the People's Burger Bar, his signature burger. Yeah, and they're not necessarily in, in order of my preference. Uh, James Watson, well, wait, hold on, what? You put a ranking list together and you did not do it in the order of your preference? It's 12 great burgers, I, they don't, can, do can, they need to be in the order of my preference? <laughs> I mean, generally when someone's putting a, okay, can we make a caveat here? Make a caveat here? Because I, I want to do our part in supporting local business, especially in the first quarter when things are slow for local business. Mm -hmm. Can we, we'll change the headlines so it's not the top burgers because we don't want to alienate or upset anyone. Right. Maybe we can say for future ones, 12 suggestions or 12 delicious pizzas, 12 yeah. delicious burgers moving forward. And can we do it in order of your preference? That's, uh, that's a lot of responsibility. That's going very far to assume that I've tried everything that goes on every list. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll especially, go with that. If, especially if we're doing multiple of these lists every week. Okay. All right. We can go with that. James watching, watching the program. He says, Coops used to have a good burger, super old restaurant. Coops, amen, James Watson. Knows the, knows the, the uh, area inside and out, James Watson does. Coops used to have a burger when I was a student at the University of Virginia where we could pay $1. Oh, man. Late night. And a gentleman inside Coops, not on the patio, but inside Coops. Well, he might have been on the patio in the warm days. He was definitely inside during the cold days. For one buck, you got a cheeseburger. That's amazing. It was amazing. Now, it was genius by Coops because that $1 burger obviously kept you... Buying more and more buying beer. Buying more and more beer. It was the absorbers you need to stay around and make it the last call. That was in the heyday of Coops from 2000 to 2004. 2005, 2006, but who's counting here? I mentioned this live on air. James Watson, I love when you watch the program here. Um, Vanessa Parkhill said it all caught fire years ago. That's what prompted Riverside opening its location on its current spot on High Street. Hmm. Vanessa Parkhill also says for a time it was connected to Riverside Wash Laundry Mat. Riverside used to be where CVS is near Tractor Supply, the queen of Earliesville said. Huh. She said for a time it was connected to the laundromat Riverside Wash, and the location caught fire years ago, and that's what prompted the opening of its new location on High Street. Interesting. Um, I know Riverside from the days of when Buster ran Riverside. Buster opened Riverside North. I know Riverside from when Buster sold it to Carroll, Rest in power, Carol. If you go into Riverside now, you'll see a little bit of a mural on the wall to Riverside, hmm. or excuse me, to Carol. Um, he has passed away. Um, Riverside is one of our family's personal favorites. Yeah. Um, we have a five-year-old, soon to be six, and a one-year-old. And when you're going out to restaurants with a one-year-old, you never know what to expect. And with a five-year-old, you never know what to expect. So we often go places where we're not judged in case the SHIT hits the fan, if you may. Yeah. So 
Riverside is one of our favorites because Riverside it's, is, it's a great family spot. And and I was there I was there a couple weekends ago with my mom, and uh, there were lots of families in there, kids having fun. Uh, I believe they've got uh, they've got th- they've got crayons and stuff to color on too. Bob Yarborough, the king of Redfields. Redfields a fantastic neighborhood, Southside Charlottesville. Big ups to Southside Charlottesville. He says, y'all, don't sleep on the cheeseburger at Wayside. It's mm. fantastic. He says, the cheeseburger at Wayside. I have never had it. I will have I it now because I trust Bob Yarborough. I trust his opinion. Bill McChesney, the mayor of McIntyre. Uh, what used to be an institution and no longer exists is the University Diner. They had one-eyed cheeseburgers and a dessert called a grill with or grills with. Interestingly, grills with is still on the menu at, white, at the white spot. Yeah. Do you know what the grills with is? It's a, uh, it's a donut and uh, vanilla ice cream, isn't it? A glazed donut flattened on the flat top grill yeah. with a scoop of vanilla ice cream dropped on top of it. Mm-hmm. It is sensational. Don't they Especially have that? if you arrive to the white spot after midnight, perhaps you frequent in Boylan Heights or the Biltmore or the Virginian beforehand. What was that? Uh, I think Fig also has a grills with. A lot of people have grills with now. Yeah. A lot of people have grills with and a lot of people have the one-eyed burger or the variation of the Gus burger. Mm. I also want to highlight this before we get to the next topic. If you have not had the jalapeno cheese balls at Riverside, you're missing a fantastic hmm. snack slash appetizer. All right. Fried cheese balls, jalapeno cheese, deep fried, hmm. served in a basket. Absolutely amazing. We get okay. romanticized and seduced by the basket of fries or the combination of fries and onion rings and the burgers. But the fried cheese balls are amazing, and the steak and cheese from Riverside is amazing as well. Okay. Riverside knows what's up. All right, if we go to the one shot... And then I'll weave you back in on the two so people can see the topics I want to cover today. Um, I'm very excited to be back in the saddle. This is the first episode of the I Love Seville show of 2024. I do want to highlight that a new show that is hosted by a female. Ah, you said I can't use the word female anymore. Use it as a... Use it female as a, is not the preferred nomenclature use anymore. Use it as said. an adjective, not a noun. Okay, so I cannot say female as a pronoun or noun, but I can use female as an adjective. Yeah, like a, a female producer is fine. Okay, but, that's uh, an adjective. Yeah, but saying... Hosted by a female. It's like kind of odd. Okay, all right, back to a one shot so I can set the stage again. Am I on a one shot? Yeah. We have a brand new show launching at 2.15 today. It's hosted by a woman... She's absolutely fantastic. Hillary Lewis Murray will host the program. The show is called Back to a Tushan. What's it called over there? Uh, the Juicy Details. Oh, The Juicy Details. I like the headline. I like the name. Back to a one shot. So do I. She has carte blanche of what she's going to do with this show on the I Love Seville Network. It is about darn time that we showcase and champion a strong alpha female voice. Female voice? That's an adjective. Sure. Yeah. I was used as an adjective. Yeah, yeah. I can use it that way? Sure. It's about darn time that we <laughs> showcase and champion a strong alpha female voice. She speaks before city council. She started a company, took a company, and, and, and partially exited it. Lumi Juice, a national, if not global, brand. She speaks before city council. 
She's head of her neighborhood association, Lewis Mountain Neighborhood Association. She graduated from the Darden School of Business. She is a mom, a wife, and just a baller. The show starts at 2.15 p.m. today. It will hold the Wednesday at 2.15 slot for the foreseeable future. She has some aspirations of getting into politics, but I will allow her to offer those details to you. 2.15 today, the juicy details with Hillary Lewis Murray. I think you're going to absolutely love it. Um, Juan Diego Wade was named the new mayor of Charlottesville, Virginia. Before I highlight Juan Diego Wade as the new mayor of Charlottesville, Virginia, and we will reach out to Mayor Wade to come on the program. One programming note, um, Donna Price, the former, super, the former chairwoman of the Albemarle County Board of Supervisors, will join us on the talk show on Tuesday. So this coming Tuesday, Donna Price to talk about her term, her tenure, her time on the Board of Supervisors, what Albemarle County is doing fantastically well, the future of Albemarle, and the next aspects of Donna's life as she heads into retirement. A decorated military veteran, a, a, an attorney, a politician, um, uh, um, a supporter of Albemarle, lives in the Scottsville area, excited to highlight Donna Price on Tuesday. Now, before I talk, Juan Diego Wade is the new mayor. We will reach out to Mayor Wade to come on the show and to spotlight his journey or soon-to-be journey on council, on the dais. I want to talk about the previous four years. And the previous four years on council were led by Lloyd Snook. Is Mayor Snook watching the program? He was watching earlier today. Um, mayor Snook, if you're watching the show, I believe you are. I in fact, I think you are. I sincerely mean what I'm about to say. Mayor Snook took a ship, proverbial ship, that was not only engulfed in flames, but a ship that had holes all over it and was sinking to the bottom of the ocean. He took City Hall and a former council and he patched the holes he extinguished the flames and he slowly rebuilt the ship into one of stability, predictability, consistency, and what I've asked of local government, I want it to be boring and in the background and I want to be able to expect or understand or predict what's going to happen in each meeting. Now, as a talk show host, when the previous mayor, and I'm not talking, I'm talking, we're not going to throw any shade here. When the previous mayor was leading the charge, it was a talk show host dream because it was a soap opera every day or almost every day. And I had so much fodder from poetry to credit cards to commentary to highlight on the show. There's been less fodder from a council standpoint, but in the grand scheme of Charlottesville and Central Virginia, because whether you want to admit this or not, as Charlottesville goes, Central Virginia goes. Since Mayor Snook has taken the charge, the ship is headed in the right direction. It's got a compass, it's performing, he navigated up zoning, the future land use map, the draft zoning ordinance, whatever the hell you want to call it, his legacy, Mayor Snook, when we reflect 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, is going to be one of 
It's going to be a legacy that's going to be well documented with what he did for the town he loved so dearly. He's a product of this area. He loves this area as much as we do, the city as much as we do. And he took this job as a two-term mayor because he realized that the city and government was not only underperforming, but was performing at a level that was arguably a laughing stock regionally, if not nationally. When's the last time Charlottesville's been in the news nationally for something embarrassing? Been a long while, right? That's because government is doing things the right way instead of the sensationalized way, the radical way, the activist way. Now, what do we expect from Juan Diego Wade? I expect much of the same. Juan Diego Wade was Mayor Stokes' vice mayor for two years. Juan Diego Wade is a savvy and experienced, a well-thought-out, an even-keeled, a pleasant steward of this community. I think Mayor Juan Diego Wade was undoubtedly the right choice. And his colleagues showed us that by voting him 5-0. Remember, city council, the five city councilors appoint the mayor. They vote the mayor. No one else was suggested as mayor, only Juan Diego Wade, and he got a 5-0 vote. Brian Pinkston's the vice mayor. He's a great choice for vice mayor. You know what this means, Judah Wickhauer, as we weave you back in on a two-shot with Juan Diego Wade being voted mayor, right? Um, no, I'm not sure what you're getting at. I think you and I had a gentleman's bat. Oh, yeah. Do you want to set the stage of the gentleman's bat? Yeah, we had a bet over who would be, uh, what was the word that Keith used? Uh, appointed, voted. Appointed. Both work. Appointed uh, Technically, mayor. it's a vote by council, <clears throat> but both work. That's fair. And uh, Jerry had chosen Juan Diego Wade. I chose Michael Payne. And Keith, just to be uh, friendly and join in the bet, had uh, placed his, placed his uh, money on uh, Natalie Osherin. And Jerry, being the winner, gets a bottle of bourbon from Keith and a bottle of scotch from me. Okay. I like, I like McCallum. <laughs> Keith, I see you're watching the program. I, I like Ragged Branch. Uh, Ragged Branch is very good. Everyone wins because we enjoy this together. Mm -hmm. um, I think Natalie Oshrin, the lone woman on council, has a very bright future. Definitely. I'm glad that there is a woman on the dais. Mm -hmm. I think it's important. I'm glad it's a younger woman that's on the dais to compliment Michael Payne's youth as well. Yeah. Having diversity on council is important. Definitely. The council that we have is the most robust from a pro-housing standpoint I think I have ever seen. Hmm. Will that pro-housing lead to significant change? I don't think so. Why I don't think so is because government moves way slower than the free market 
and capitalism. We have a city that is coveted. Yeah. A city that is rich in its demand. A city whose population will increase. We have a city that is surrounded by Albemarle County. And Albemarle County right now is limiting development to 5% of the total county. Yeah. So when Albemarle County is throttling development through its comprehensive plan, that is Charlottesville that will also be impacted. I've said this once, I'll say it again. A population increase somewhere between six to 10,000 people in less than five years. Where are those folks gonna go? Yeah. And we learned on Keith's show, Real Talk with Keith Smith, Senor Smith is watching now, that Louisa County is seeing massive growth right now. Massive sales volume uptick in comparison to 2006, 2022 versus 2016. Yeah. And why he used 2016 as the benchmark for 2022, or excuse me, 2023, 2023, is because he took out the unicorn years of COVID where it was a bonanza. Right. Louisa County has got a lot going for it. It's got a board of supervisors that understands the concept of business. It's got Zion's Crossroads, which is exploding. It's mm -hmm. got a massive neighborhood with <clears throat> Spring Creek. And it's got Amazon about to pump $11 billion into it. $11 billion with a B. Yeah. Louisa's also on the 64 corridor. Mm -hmm. And it's a hop, skip, and a jump from Charlottesville. Yeah. Get ready and giddy up, Louisa County. Now, moving forward in 2024, what do you expect from Charlottesville, from Albarn, from this community? Oh, man. Um, we're going to keep hearing about housing, that's for sure. Um, I don't know what they're going to do about it, but um, it'll be interesting to see where things go with, uh, with rates coming down. Um, But uh, we'll have to wait and see. I expect housing to be more expensive. I expect your taxes to go up because your assessments are going to go up. And as those assessments go up and as your taxes go up on, in June and December, whether through your escrow accounts tied to your mortgage companies or if your homes are owned free and clear and you're walking checks or you're mailing checks to City Hall, I expect folks are going to be feeling pinches and pinches, and that's going to lead to gentrification and more gentrification. Yeah. It's not going to get cheaper. I think folks that are tied to the service industry are going to get more fed up and choose to leave. And as the service industry loses labor, folks or businesses that are running companies or brands in the service industry are gonna ask themselves, how do I stay afloat? Because I don't have anyone to run the shop. Yeah. And the ones that can pivot to less labor or virtual or digital solutions are the ones that are gonna gain market share, but not everyone has that know-how. No doubt. I'm concerned about service, I'm concerned about hospitality, and I'm concerned about music because I think the labor pool is getting more shallow by the day. 
because the cost of living is getting higher and higher and higher. No doubt. I've also noticed that we it's have... Also, it's also getting... I think it's also getting higher for a lot of businesses. A lot of... Uh, the um, the uh, rental spaces for them um, are, are getting raised. Um, I've heard about some places where uh, they get their, uh, you know, they get their lease renewal and the, uh, the price is doubled. Which spaces were those? Uh, I don't know specifics, but um, uh, I heard something about Crobies. I saw the Reddit thread as well. Intimate knowledge of what's going on there. That Reddit thread is not what's happening. And I'll leave it at that. Then why did they post the, uh, um, the They're message? They're close. Okay. Yeah. I think more is going to come in the near future. And we leave it at that. All right. Um, respectfully. Kindly. Graciously. Um, I think we got a police chief. I mean, look at what... Look at what's happened in the last 12 months. Look at what's happened since, called the last few years. Council has become stable, boring, and the background and predictable. It's always a good thing. We got a police chief in Mike Cotchis, the George Clooney of policing, that has done a fantastic job of stabilizing that department. Mm-hmm. Now, he's got a situation going on on Carlton Avenue. Yeah. If you're not... Charlton. Charlton. Gosh, you told me how to say it in the beginning, and I still messed it up, didn't I? Yeah, because there's Carlton and Carlton over in... uh, uh, What is that area? Belmont? Yeah, I guess Belmont to... uh, To what, Hogwaller? I mean, you're better with the directions with me. I have the directional, I have the directional skill set of uh, Christopher Columbus. Did, wasn't he terrible at directions? It's the land of Plymouth Apparently, Rock. he thought he was getting to India. Yeah, I have the directional skill set of Christopher <laughs> Columbus. Plymouth Rock to India. That's me. Well, so my directions... Do you know the three boats? Uh, yeah, the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria. Ah, that's right, Judah, we coward. The Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria. Christopher Columbus. What were not, you going to say? Not sure how I remember those, but... Uh, I mean, that was ingrained in our heads through history. Yeah, no doubt. Your, gen- your directional skill set, you were going to go? Oh, I was going to say, take my directional skill set. and your Which is no- phenomenal. And your knowledge of the neighborhoods, which I have no idea about. And you got a pretty good combination. Yeah. You have a fantastic generational skill set. No memory for names. Directional. Uh, I've got... It depends. <sighs> you have fantastic directional skill set. Let me write something down and I'll be fine, but uh, tell me something that's in one ear out the other. Uh, Charlton Avenue. If you're not following this, I'm going to read a post from next door that's gone viral. This is from, and I'm, I feel comfortable utilizing her name because she published it on Nextdoor with her name, and it's gone viral on the Nextdoor app. Hannah Burnley from the Nextdoor app. She says, hi, neighbors. I could use some help. Anyone that lives on Charlton Avenue have video footage from last night, December 30th, around 7.50 p.m. This would show a tall black male and three females running towards Washington Park. This is what she's writing. 
She continues to write on Nextdoor. I will give you my cell email so you can send it to me directly if you'd prefer not to be involved with the police department. The tall male fired five rounds at my husband. Five rounds of gunshot at my husband. Other than the fact that these folks left the known drug house at the end of Charlton, there is no way of knowing who he is. My small children were in our home when these shots were fired. I need want a face, so hopefully the Charlottesville Police Department will do their jobs. The news story on this says a disturbance, uh, disturbance among neighbors. This is not what it was. I'm livid and terrified for my children. Please, if you have security video footage, I'm begging you to get it to me. Begging you to get it to me. Hmm. Another individual who I trust, see, inside and out, he's come on this network many times, Kerry Rock. You would say Kerry Rock is an honorable man of integrity, right? Oh, yeah, stand up, solid guy. Kerry Rock wrote on the same night, December 30th, two overdoses this week, wow. and now shots fired on Charlton Avenue. Charlottesville Police Department might be time to listen to the neighbors and do something. I will offer a little bit of perspective here. There is a trap house, drug house, trap house, on Charlton that is damaging the quality of life of the families that live in this neighborhood. Yeah. Charlton, like many neighborhoods in the city, have gentrified quickly. And what was previously a... How would you characterize it? Wild, wild west environment is now environment of young families, small children, millennial and Gen Zers. And we have this clash. I mean, I don't know if it's a clash if you've got a drug house. I mean, that's just, I don't know that that's, I don't know that that's uh, appropriate or. uh, It's a leftover from the wild, wild west days. I'm sure it wasn't. Uh, I'm sure it wasn't beloved by the people that were there before the neighborhood started gentrifying. But no. there was probably less they could do about it because because probably less interest in looking into something in a neighborhood of uh, lower income people. So. I'm confident that Chief Cotchis and his police department are doing their best to focus on this and clean it up. And why I can make that statement with confidence is because of the history or the proof of performance that the police department has showcased over the last year under his watch. Still, I empathize and sympathize for those that live on Charlton and anywhere close to it because bullets fly far. Oh, and I believe three of them struck a house. Right. And that's terrifying. Yeah. That's terrifying. We highlight this on the talk show for those that understand or need to understand or perhaps are unaware of what's happening. Even in this fantastic city, this is happening. Mm -hmm. So we're not perfect, but we're working our way to fix the issues. And I would also add that I hope that, and I'm, and I'm sure, uh, you know, my, uh, police chief conscious is, uh, has done a really good job so far in, uh, cleaning up the area, um, doing what needs to be done. And 
I would hope that he is trying to how do I put this cut cut out the uh, um, the abscess that is the uh, the trap house at its root so that uh, it doesn't just move neighborhoods go to a neighborhood where it can possibly uh, more easily hide itself I mean you would think that now we're running out of pockets to hide. Maybe. I mean, crazy that there's still pockets to hide in broad daylight. Yeah. Vanessa Parkhill says, Riverside is my absolute favorite. I absolutely cannot eat a half pound burger. Riverside smash burger is just right. Those in my house with bigger appetites get a double burger. I get the double bacon cheeseburger. Yeah, I get the double cheeseburger. And, you know, a lot of smash burgers, I find, are way, way over-seasoned. And Riverside is perfect. Bob Yarborough says, here's a true story. A few times I would visit Riverside, and I would see the former Secretary of State, Eagleburger, eating there. <laughs> what a great place. Kevin Higgins says, I messaged... Where did this comic go? Kevin Higgins says, I messaged Mayor Snook on Facebook a few years ago to come and speak to a football team I coached during a community service project. These were six to eight-year-olds. I didn't even have to follow up with him. He just showed up. <laughs> a mayor of a city, Snook, is solid, and he has my respect forever. I will tag nice. Mayor Snook on this so he sees this. Kevin Higgins, I'm literally responding to his comment while hosting the show. I love this. I will tag Mayor Lloyd Snook so he sees, reads this. Mr. Snook is an A++ man. Just send it to him. All right, a couple of items I want to get out of the notebook, Judah Wickhauer. Any of the other uh, items on the list? On, the, on your 12 burgers around Charlottesville, I love Siebel.com forward slash Siebel burgers you want to highlight. Hmm, that's a good question. Personally, I'm, I'm a steakhouse burger from Citizen Burger Bar. I think the steakhouse burger from Citizen Burger Bar is banging. I didn't see it on your list. I love the crunchy onion straws. Not saying the list is wrong. Just offering a suggestion. You do it anywhere you want to do. Mm -hmm. uh, Citizen Burger Bar definitely does have great burgers. Fantastic uh, logo, that Citizen uh, Burger Bar logo. No doubt. Anything else you want to highlight from that list? Um, the South South and Central Central uh, can't talk. South and Central Hamburguesa is just a gorgeous burger. That's a burger I think you have to eat with a fork and a knife. I think that's the same with most of the uh, the Citizen. Citizen Burger Bar. Yeah, I, I'm I okay am. with that though. Yeah, you generally I generally this is your opportunity to highlight your suggestion for burgers in the area and the my suggestion for burgers in the area and the I'm not sure what you I mean you've said this so many times on the program the wrapping paper oh well I've never found one like that anywhere didn't Holly Foster send us that paper yeah the queen of Henrico I've used it oh yeah. she's used it he's thank used you. it thank you Holly Holly thank you uh, we appreciate you the queen <clears throat> of Henrico but uh, but yeah I've I've never found a place that uh, that adequately uh, provides a good, uh, uh, I mean, 
speaking of speaking of every every big every decent town having having like an iconic burger, uh, Los Angeles has Tommy's, mm-hmm. and that's where I got the idea of the wrapper. And I would get a double chili cheeseburger there, and they come wrapped with one side open, and it's really easy to just peel back. And when you're all done, you've got all the leftover chili and cheese just like in a the perfect little pocket that you can open up and, and finish up. Amazing. That sounds delicious. I got yes. a piece of news for the viewers and listeners. South and Central is now open for lunch. Oh. Monday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. South and Central is open for lunch. That's news nice. from Dairy Market. Also, more news from our friends at Dairy Market. They just emailed this to me. 434 Street, 434th Street, excuse me. The brand is 434th Street, is Mm. moving into Dairy Market, and they're open the 5th of January, which is in two days. 434th Street is a new addition of vendors. They are bringing vibrant tastes of the Caribbean to Charlottesville. The chef and owner is Jonathan Wright, Jr., and he has a grand opening this Friday, 434th Street. So Mm. also, our friends at Dairy Market send me this, that the Milkman's Bar is going to be a coffee bar in the morning and a cocktail bar at night. (laughs) Milkman's is now offering drinks for both the early birds and the night owls. Come in and grab a a piping hot coffee from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. and take a peek at the new cocktail menu that just launched. So three pieces of news from Dairy Market. A new vendor, 434th Street, Caribbean food, and South and Central open for lunch Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. And Milkman's Bar opening for as a coffee shop in the morning. I'm curious of how that's going to impact Elva Coffee hmm. at the front of Dairy Market. I don't have those details for you. Do you know the one I'm talking about? Elva. I believe it's called Elva. It I called? do not. I'm going to their website. Is that what you're doing as well? Doesn't, uh, doesn't, the, milk, doesn't the Milkman Bar... Um, don't they have uh, cereal-flavored milk? Yes, they do, as an ingredient in one of their cocktails. Oh, I've noticed that the... Uh, okay, there's my answer. I'm going on the Dairy Market website right now. Uh, let, me, let me just confirm. And I do not see the coffee brand literally doing this in real time right now. I do not see the coffee brand on the website anymore. I think it was called Elva... Let me confirm. Dairy Market, Charlottesville, literally doing this in real time. It, yeah, Elva Coffee. A Brooklyn, Brooklyn-based coffee company. Yep, and their, uh, their link on the website is not there anymore. So it looks like Elva, there's, that's some breaking news for you right there. Elva, the coffee vendor, out. And Milkman, now a coffee spot in Dairy Market. Changes. Um, all right, two other topics, and we're out the door. Two fifteen for the new show. Remember that the juicy details with Hillary Lewis Murray today at two fifteen p.m. A show hosted, produced, and scripted by Hillary herself. Mm-hmm. Um, basketball game tonight: Louisville against the University of Virginia. The game's in the John Paul Jones Arena. The Wahoos are 
point favorites, 16 and a half point favorites, 7 p.m. tip off, ESPN2, UVA's 10 and 3 on the season. This is a big matchup for the Hoos, who got crushed just after Christmas by Notre Dame. So it's a bounce back game for Bennett's bunch. The Hoos, a 16 and a half point favorite. They're 1 and 1 in conference play. Louisville is 5 and 7 overall, 0 and 1 in conference play. Louisville is pretty pitiful, especially on the road. They've struggled to win on the road for a couple of years now. This is, I don't want to say must win games, but we're now in January. And these games go a long way into determining a resume for the NCAA tournament. You don't want to lose to bottom feeding teams if you want a strong resume come big dance. Um, final thoughts for you, Judah Wickhauer? I'm, we do final thoughts every show. I am, I know, I was gathering my final oh, thoughts. Okay, I apologize. Uh, it's a new year. I'm full of expectation for oh. good things. I and, like that. Um, and there are clearly a lot of uh, burgers I need to try. <laughs> and as I create more lists, there will be many other things that I need to try. So Then you have an appetite. I do have an appetite. A voracious appetite. So, so do I. And the, the benefit of a high metabolism. Yeah. Just never take for granted. I don't take it for granted either. Oh, I certainly don't. Um, all right. That's the talk show. I'm excited to um, continue growing the network. I'm excited to continue to be challenged um, with what we're doing here business-wise and, and growing the business. Um, we work hard, man. We work hard. Um, and we love the community, and we love Charlottesville, and we love Albemarle, and we love Central Virginia. I very much do. Um, and, and, and I just want to keep pushing um, so we all benefit. That's the goal. 2.15 p.m., the juicy details with Hillary Lewis Murray and her first guest. Get ready. I think it's going to be a hoot. Thank you for joining us. So long, everybody.